This morning I'd invite you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. We are picking back up our One Another series this morning. We're going to be looking at verse 10. Just one verse this morning. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. It says this, Love one another with brotherly affection. And it says this, Outdo one another in showing honor. The title of my message this morning is Honor One Another. Let's pray one more time. Father, this morning as we take a look at your word, we're discussing the topic of honoring one another. Our hearts that you would be honored, that you would be glorified. Lord, help us this morning as we engage your word. Open our hearts and minds. Help us to learn. And help us to be on a path of applying all that you're teaching us. Pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So this morning, we've come to the subject of honoring one another. And I have to be honest with you, this was a subject that uh, was, was challenging for me. Because I was trying to piece together in my own life... Um, some situations where honor is just, uh, you know, would, would be fitting for a good illustration. And my question is, what do we think about when we think about this concept of honor? What are some of the images or some of the situations or maybe stories that surround honor? What does it mean to honor one another as the Bible teaches us? Why should we honor one another? Why is it important? And thirdly, how do we go about it? So what does it mean? Why should we do it? And how do we do it? Firstly, what does it mean? Well, when we look at honor, up in the dictionary, there's two senses of it. You could talk about unhonor, like receiving an honor, receiving an award, but in, in the context of this passage, it's using the word honor as a verb. It's an action item for all of us. We are to honor one another. It's something that we do. The dictionary defines it this way. It says, a showing of usually merited respect. Another definition that, that caught my attention, and it's, it's listed as the archaic definition. So It's got some older words in there, it says this, honor is a gesture of deference. Deference. Meaning a way of behaving that demonstrates respect for someone. And that brought me back to understanding that there's many cultures that uh, are infused with with a a culture of honor. There's many different people groups around the world uh, that have various different ways of displaying honor to one another, especially when they greet one another. Some of them have special handshakes. Uh, some of them bow. 
Some of them just do different types of, of greetings. And all of this is based on honoring the other person. It may be honoring a guest at a, at a feast or a banquet of some kind. But different cultures have their understanding of honor. And they display it in different forms of respect. And usually it's some sort of outward display towards someone who's deserving of honor. You know, when the judge walks in the courtroom, everybody gets up. That's to show honor and respect for the office that the judge holds, the seat that he sits in. And I'm wondering where honor fits in our culture these days. Have we lost that culture of respect, in particular for the generation that's upcoming? I've done a lot of study on the generation of the millennials and the generation that's following them, the the video game generation. And one of the things that they mention as a characteristic is that there really is a lack of even understanding of what it means to honor. And it's not that they're doing it intentionally, it's just that it's not even on their radar. You know, where I come from, it was please, thank you, yes ma'am, yes sir, don't spoke until, unless you're spoken to. Hold the door open. Be last and not first. Be humble. And I just see these kids just taking the door. You know? And different cultures interpret things differently. But I would say that it really is a cultural phenomenon with the upcoming generation. And it, again, it's not even on their radar. And I was trying to understand what does our culture speak to when it comes to honor. And we've all heard in the military, in the U.S., they have different honors that they give for different levels of bravery and different situations. And one of the highest honors is called the Medal of Honor. The Medal of Honor. So I I googled it, and I found out that a Medal of Honor is awarded where there's like extreme bravery self-sacrifice, something uh, that is above and beyond the call of duty. And they have this website where they list pictures of several of the, the men who have received this honor, and I wanted to highlight one of the stories to you. This uh, officer is the name of John Baca, and he went to the Vietnam War. He's born in Rhode Island. And his rank was a specialist fourth class in the U.S. Army, Company D, 12th Cavalry. And while he was in the Republic of Vietnam, it says this about him in 1970. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, specialist fourth class Baca, Company D, distinguished himself while serving on a recoilless rifle team during night ambush mission. A platoon from his company was sent to investigate the detonation of an automatic ambush device forward of his unit's main position. And soon under intense enemy fire from concealed positions along the trail. Hearing the heavy firing from the platoon position and realizing that his recoilless rifle team could assist the members of the besieged patrol, Specialist 4th Class Baca led his team through the hail of enemy fire to a firing position within the patrol's defensive perimeter. As they prepared to engage the enemy, 
A fragmentation grenade was thrown into the midst of the patrol. Fully aware of the danger to his comrades, specialist fourth-class Baca unhesitatingly and with complete disregard for his own safety covered the grenade with his steel helmet and fell on it as the grenade exploded, thereby absorbing the lethal fragments and concussion with his body. His gallant action and total disregard for his own personal well-being directly saved eight men from certain serious injury or death. The extraordinary courage and selflessness displayed by Specialist 4th Class Baca at the risk of his life are in the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit on him, his unit, and the U.S. Army. Selfless action. And he was given the Medal of Honor. There's a postscript where John Baca Park actually made a statement. He said, I'm an ordinary citizen who answered my country's call to duty and performed that duty to the very best of my ability. I pray that so naming this park will serve to instill in the minds of generations to come the idea that the liberty we enjoy must be ever so carefully guarded. And when they are called upon to defend those liberties, they do so willingly, as I and so many others already have, in order that this nation, as we know it, shall not perish. He had an understanding that it wasn't about preserving even his own life, about putting his needs and his self first. It was about putting others first. And that deserves to be honored, that, that action that he took. Indeed, there, there are many people groups, there's many situations that are similar to the one I just described. And with them, hopefully, they've been honored in some kind of, some kind of way. Many cultures presented to us, even in Scripture, were no different. In Jesus' day, there were similar honorable gestures, things that were done, greetings that were given, all to demonstrate respect and deference. What does the Bible talk about when it talks about honor? When we look at the deeper, uh, when we look deeper at the etymology of the word honor, when the New Testament uses this word as a verb, it is the Greek word timao. And timao means to honor, to hold in esteem, place value on something or someone. The verb includes showing respect to all people in general and recognizing those with specific status or need. The most common examples of timao in Scripture are when the Bible repeatedly talks about honoring our father and mother. This is probably the most common uh, principle in Scripture that uses this particular verb, honor, timao. It's the fifth commandment. So that helps us to understand what honor is. But secondly, why should we honor one another? We should honor one another because as Christians, we are to demonstrate our love for God by how we love one another. This was the message two weeks ago. In honoring one another, we are in fact honoring God equally when we dishonor a brother or sister in Christ. We are dishonoring God. 
as a church, our intention is to manifest a culture of honor. We should honor because this is absolutely counter-cultural. Jameson Fawcett Brown, Bible commentary, writes, How opposite is this to the reigning morality of the heathen world? And though Christianity has so changed the spirit of society that a certain beautiful disinterestedness and self-sacrifice shines in the character of not a few who are but partially, if at all, under the transforming power of the gospel. It is only those whom the love of Christ constrains to live not unto themselves who are capable thoroughly of thoroughly acting in the spirit of this precept. What is he saying here? He is saying that to truly put others first in the way that the New Testament talks about honoring one another and in so doing, honoring those people, it is completely contrary to the ways of this world. We've all heard it, uh, the saying, it's a doggy dog world out there. When we step outside, we understand that for the most part, the system of this world is driven by greed and selfishness. The commentary is saying that to live in a culture of honoring one another is to demonstrate to everyone that God has done a work in us. More than that, he is saying that a culture of honor is only truly possible for those who have been born of God because the sincerity of honor can only be sincerely maintained when the Spirit of God has established it. To honor one another is to testify to the truth of Christ, the truth of the gospel, and the truth of the transformative power that resides in the ones who have received the love of God. Let me reiterate. Why should we honor one another? Because it completely comes against the system of this world. The system of this world is based on selfishness, self-seeking mentality, selfish ambition, and a me-first attitude. And it's so prevalent that it's celebrated. What we're doing when we honor one another, when we esteem one another, when we put one another ahead of ourselves, we are displaying that God has done a work in us because it's only by His Spirit that a sincere honor culture is only possible because of the work of God that, that He's done in our hearts. So when we honor one another, we are testifying to each other and to the world of the truth of the gospel. When we put each other's first, when we don't operate in selfish ambition, when we seek the, the blessing and to put others ahead of ourselves, when we do that, we are testifying to the truth of who Christ is. This is our testimony. Another reason why we should honor one another. Let's take a look at what the world would look like with this culture of honor established. Barnes, he wrote another commentary. He wrote this, How different this from the spirit of the world, the spirit which seeks not to confer honor, but to obtain it, which aims not to diffuse respect, but to attract all others to give honor to us. If this single direction in Scripture were to be obeyed in society, it would put an end at once to no small part of the envy and the ambition and the heartburning and the dissatisfaction of the world. It would produce instead contentment, harmony, love, and order in the community and stay the progress of crime and annihilate the evils of strife and discord and malice and especially 
it would give order and beauty to the church. Contentment, harmony, and love, and order, these are all the fruits of a culture of honor. Third reason why we should honor one another, and this one was close to my heart as the Lord led me in in, in this writing, it is because Jesus honored you with his life. Why should we honor? Well, above the fact that it's countercultural, above the fact that there's a testimony, above the fact that it does all these things, produces contentment, we honor one another because Jesus first honored each of us with his life. Remember that when we look at the root word of honor, it has to do with paying a price. You've often heard that saying when we talk about respecting someone, we're saying pay the respects, right? Pay the respects. Pay them honor. Give them the honor that is due them. So the idea of honor has to do with paying a price. And it's the same when it comes to what Jesus has done for us. Clearly, the New Testament uses this term to refer to value, to a price that has been set. The price for you and me and for all of us was the life of Jesus, God's Son. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says this, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And it could say there, so honor God. In your body. Jesus honored you. You were bought with a price. So honor God in your body. 1 Corinthians 7.23 says, You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. Acts 20 and 28 says this, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which He obtained which he bought, which he purchased with his own blood. Thirdly and finally, how do we go about it? Well, the verse we read this morning says this. It says, outdo one another in showing honor. What does it mean to outdo? Outdo means to go before, to take the lead, to excel, to take initiative, To take the lead in showing honor, not waiting for honor to be shown to us. Literally, this word in Scripture means to go before. In other words, it means to show an example. When we talk about honoring one another, it's not we're waiting for people to honor us. It's that we are called here. When it says outdo, it means that it's on us. The impetus is on us to take the initiative to honor one another. It's... Almost as if the scripture is saying, don't wait for anybody else to to be aware of what you're doing. Don't seek honor for yourself, but instead, outdo one another in this area. Take the initiative. One another. So who do we do it for? Who do we outdo for? It's one another. This command was given to the believers. Of course, we are called to honor everyone because everyone bears the image of God. However, we are to give special honor to one another, recognizing what God has done to make us a family. We're going to be together forever, folks. We need to get along. We need to honor one another. 
And, uh, you know, the scriptures are clear that we do need to honor everyone, but it makes special emphasis that we're not to, neglect, not to neglect honoring each other, one another, and in so doing, for the reasons that we mentioned before. Thirdly, it says, outdo one another in showing. Showing. This means it's outward. It's a display of honor. But Jesus, remember, warned us to be careful in this area. He said, do not simply honor me with your lips, but ensure that your heart is sincere before me. He said, there's a people who honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So, yes, it is a display. Yes, it is outward, but it needs to come from the heart. It needs to be sincere. Thirdly, honor. What is it really about? It's about giving someone preference. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says this, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. The Study Bible notes this, There is always a temptation to be like Paul's opponents and operate in a spirit of selfish ambition, looking to advance one's own agenda. Such conceit, literally vainglory, is countered by counting others more significant than yourselves. Paul realizes that everyone naturally looks out for his or her own interests. The key is to take that same level of concern and apply it to the interests of others. Such radical love is rare. So Paul proceeds to show its supreme reality in the life of Christ. And a few verses later, it shows about the radical honor that Jesus did for all of us. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. All people deserve the same honor and respect as the emperor, but only God is to be feared. Believers should have a tender love for each other as members of the same family. We have the worship team this morning? Yeah? Call them back. A few weeks ago, I was uh, just reading a few quotes from a couple of different ministries that we tend to follow. And one of them was um, this minister, his name is Chris Vallotton, or Vallotton, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his, his name, but he wrote this book called The Supreme Ways of Royalty. And I guess he was studying the ways of royalty and what characteristics royalty have. Um, it was a queen's birthday a little while ago. She's 90 years old. And uh, I know President Obama was over there singing her happy birthday. And um, there's something about the culture of royalty. You guys can come right up. And so Chris Vallotton wrote this book and talking about some of the principles that the royalty have and he said this about the royalty he says we don't just honor people because they are honorable we honor people because we are honorable we have such a tendency in our flesh to be like you scratch my back I'll scratch yours you do this for me I'll do this for you but that's not what we've been called to We've been called to a culture of honoring one another. And that means regardless of whether or not you're worthy of honor, I will honor you, not because of who you are, but because what God has called me to do and be in your life. 
Christ calls us to honor one another. As a church, we seek to develop a culture of honor. To honor is to accord recognition and show appreciation. Presumably, this is based not on some personal attractiveness that is perceived or usefulness that is known, but rather on the fact that every Christian has Christ in his heart and is able to express him through his own individuality. Consequently, this recognition is based on the new creation rather than on the old. One honors God when he recognizes his transforming work in human life. For us to honor one another, what needs to happen? Well, we need to be reminded of what honor means, what the Word of God says about honor. We need to understand that we honor one another because in so doing, we honor God. We honor one another because it comes in direct conflict with the system of this world. Honoring one another shines the light of the truth of the gospel. Honoring one another testifies to the transforming work that God has done in us. We do it all because we believe that Jesus honored us. He esteemed us, put us ahead of himself. He served us, loved us. And when we realize all of this, it's only then that our hearts can exclaim the words, Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. And it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you.